Can I swear? <laughs> no, <laughs> but I'll just oh, yeah, cut it out if you do. Yeah, I think the acceptance rate was 5%. Rexon actually owns or rents out movie theaters to have classes in. Every professor in RTA was someone who's been there, done that, has a specific passion. It's dark, it was grungy, it's not like pee. You have to enjoy working with people because the media industry is not solo. There's also this reputation that you need big fancy equipment. You don't. everyone. Welcome to this new podcast that I'm calling the Q podcast or the Canadian undergraduate experience. So I'm going to be bringing on current university students at Canadian universities and just chatting with them about all types of things university related. So their admissions process, student life, academics, all types of stuff. Um, before we jump into today's call, I want to quickly mention that all of the guests on the show are speaking only from their own experience and they can't speak for other people in their programs or at their schools. Obviously, you should never make any important decisions based solely off of these episodes or off of any one source at all. And you should always make sure to do your own research. So with that out of the way, our guest today is Annie Slotnick. Annie is a student at Ryerson University in downtown Toronto, Ontario. So she is in the FCAD or the Faculty of Communication and Design and specifically in the RTA School of Media, which stands for the Radio and Television Arts School of Media, in which there's three bachelor's programs. So there's um, sport media, new media, and media production. So Annie is in the media production program. Let's give her a call. Hello. Hi, Annie. Welcome to the pod. <laughs> Hi. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Living my best life. Living my best quarantine life, should I say. Oh, Doing that's nothing. The entire so. life. Yep. Have you lived at home this whole year? Yeah. So I basically have lived at home for most of my university time. I'm in my fourth year. Uh, but for second year, I really, like, really wanted to move out. I wanted that experience. Uh, so I moved into an apartment downtown with two other girls, but it ended up being a really big mess. Uh, now I'm back home. <laughs> How did you find them? How do you, like, find people to room with? Um, I mean, I kind of just went with people that I knew. I think living with, like, someone who's, like, your best friend isn't necessarily the best idea unless, like, you've lived with them before or, like, you've you know, been in each other's lives a lot to know, like, the nitty-gritty details of each person. Because when you live with someone, you really learn a lot. Like All the bad learn, things come out. Like, how messy someone is. Like, it's... I'd say just stick with someone who, like, you kind of know but don't know super well, and you can keep it on, like, a pretty respectful basis. But Yeah, I've heard that it's really expensive to live in Toronto, though. Is that true? It's extremely expensive. Oh, gosh. Like, to the point where it's, like... it's Okay, it's not unrealistic, and it's not impossible it just takes a little bit more work and it also takes like a little bit more like leniency I feel like you know finding an apartment in you know Montreal versus Toronto is extremely different you know Mm -hmm. finding an apartment in Toronto rent is probably (laughs) like three times as much if not more um and also space I mean Toronto you know if you're going to Ryerson you're going to UFT you know you're going to want to be somewhere downtown central location maybe near public transit you know that's kind of difficult to do, but it's not impossible. Does Ryerson even, like, have a campus, though, or is it just kind of buildings? Yeah, tell me about campus. Yeah, sure. So Ryerson's located downtown Toronto, like, right in the heart of it. 
uh, right by Young and Dundas Square. So uh, I don't know if you know Toronto that well, but we have like one of our bigger malls is the Eaton Center. It's downtown. Um, you know, there's so many different office buildings down there, a lot of bank buildings. Um, so during the week, it's like really busy. So, you know, my commute to school, I would get up, you know, at whatever time it was, take me about 20 minutes on the subway. I had my whole routine. It was great. Um, but, you know, it's like downtown Toronto. There's a lot of fun characters down there. There's a lot of people. Um, but if you're a fan of the city and, you know, you like that kind of lifestyle, then it's great. Uh, campus is kind of spread out a little bit. Um, not as spread out as, like, U of T's campus, for example. Ryerson, it's all within a certain uh, radius. But, okay. like, where, like, U of T has buildings kind of all over. Uh, Ryerson's main campus kind of runs off of our main street, which is Gould. Uh, and we have, I want to say, like, to my knowledge, we have, like, <laughs> five or six main buildings that we kind of all go to. Um, I could be completely wrong, and maybe just <laughs> four years have been shot to hell. But, um, yeah, so it's, like, we have, like, kind of our main street, and uh, we have, like, certain buildings for different departments. So there's, like, the Edge building, um, stuff like that. We have a big library, a student center. Um, so would you normally yeah, have nice. would you normally have your classes, like, all in the same building, or would you be traveling, like, far to get oh, to one? I'm literally all over. So I guess that kind of leads into, like, um, my program and, like, the classes and stuff. So yeah. I guess it all depends, like, what program you're in and what building you end up going to. So for me, in my program, I had a lot of required classes. So, for example, being an RTA, which is, like, sort of the media-based section of Ryerson, we have uh, one main media building, which is called the RCC, and within that building, um, everyone within, like, a certain, uh, within a certain faculty, so AFCAD is, like, the name of our faculty, and within that faculty, there's multiple different programs. Um, so, for example, RTA Media Production, most of my, like, main required classes were in that building, so that could be anything from you know, digital design to podcasting to, you know, whatever sort of digital media stuff that was all usually done in the RCC. Whereas like if I was taking any other electives from Ryerson, like I took, you know, an English class, I took a creative writing class, that type of thing. Those classes were usually just kind of spread out wherever Ryerson sort of had space. So, you know, sometimes I'd have a class in the RCC on one side of campus and then, you know, right at 10 past the hour I had another class and I'd have to sort of scurry my little button <laughs> but yeah it all kind of just depends on your program and like what classes you take because some classes are just kind of randomly scattered in whatever random building and then some are just based off of uh, your program I guess yeah so specifically in media production how many of your classes were like decided for you and how many kind of elective type ones did you have depends on the year so in first year, it was a lot more structured, so I had a lot more required classes. I think at pretty much all Ontario universities, I think it's kind of an average that you take, like, five classes. You can choose, I think, to take four if you want to, and then sort of, you know, pick up another course in the spring or whatever. I always tried to do five, mainly just because I had a goal of graduating in four years. There's Is that nothing normal? wrong with taking longer, but I was just like, if I don't do this in four, I'm <laughs> never going to do it ever. So yeah. Just get her done. So yeah, first year was a lot of um, structured classes. So I had like media history, I think was one of them. Probably the worst class I've ever taken. Um, oh no, why? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was just so boring. Oh. But it was, it was part of it. Like it's first year, like... 
the great thing about media production in first year is uh, you kind of get a taste of everything. Uh, you can sort of, as you go up uh, by year, you can kind of slowly branch off into whatever direction that you like. So, for example, if you decide that you're really into sound, you know, the uh, audio class I took in first year was great. And then I could have decided, okay, I want to take more audio classes and be more audio focused. Or, you know, I want to focus more on single camera productions. So you could kind of like branch out. But first year is pretty structured. Um, and it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. But, so yeah. when you go in, like, I feel like there's a lot of schools where you kind of go in and you're undeclared in a faculty or something, but you go in directly already in media production, right? Yeah. 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 So the degree itself that I have or am achieving to get is a bachelor's degree in media production. So that it's pretty specific. Like, it's not like a general arts. It's not, you know, anything too broad is pretty specific. Yeah. How do you feel about career prospects with that? Good question. I mean, I think, I mean, I'm so far into it now. Like, I've got basically two and a half months before I graduate. So I think, to be honest, I haven't even had time to think about careers. I mean, with COVID and the way that my life has gone, I feel like I've just been focusing on just getting it done. I feel like if I put too much pressure on myself to think about what's going to happen or something that's already happened, it gets too much and it's unrealistic. So I try to just keep my brain focused on, okay, what you need to focus on right now is graduating. Okay. (laughs) If you want to graduate in the spring, how are you going to do that? Okay. Take X amount of classes, blah, 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 blah. And just kind of focus on it like that. So yeah, I guess that's very responsible. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have like a co-op type option or anything like that? Yeah, so with media production specifically, it's actually uh, mandatory that you do an internship in your fourth year. So essentially, in your first year, it's kind of like pretty structured. And then, you know, second, you can kind of branch out, do a couple electives, whatever. Um, And then once you hit fourth year, fourth year is the biggest year of media production. So essentially, the second half of your year in fourth is basically an internship. And then the first half or the first semester is your final practicum project. So if you wanted any sort of co-op experience, most of the time that's usually done in fourth year. I'm not too sure if you can do a co-op beforehand. I just never really wanted to and never really paid attention long enough to realize that maybe I could. <laughs> but I specifically just did my internship in fourth. So that's like the, I think, as far as I know the most popular option for wanting to get like industry experience yeah does Ryerson help you find one or have like a system that you go through um I'd like to say yes be honest (laughs) they definitely weren't as helpful as I would have liked I think obviously because this year is very different I mean with COVID all of the internships have to be remote so basically I was really bad about my internship I will not lie um I really left it to the last minute I never wanted to do one I have lost a lot of motivation with school I don't think it has anything to do with my program I think I just am at a point where I'm like I'm just done so the thought of having to do a mandatory internship in a field where you know I'm starting to feel a little bit distant from was a really difficult thing for me so basically what happens is during the second semester of your fourth year when you're taking your internship you're part of the a class called the master class, which is essentially all of fourth year RTA. So all the people who are, you know, supposedly graduating in the spring of 2021, that's when you do your internship. So on our, like our class site, I know for every school, it's different, right? Mm -hmm. We call it D2L. I know like at McMaster, they call it Avenue, whatever it is. Um, And you basically just go through postings. So Ryerson will post, you know, oh, internship offer at, 
you know, Sportsnet doing, you know, X, Y, and Z. And so you can basically just apply to any internships that you see on that posting um, that interest you. If not, if you have, like, friends in the industry or you know a company that you want to work for, uh, you can basically, you know, talk to your supervisor and say, hey, I have this really cool internship opportunity. Can I go through with it? And it just kind of has to get approved. So Ryerson, I think, doesn't help as much as they should. I think also the information about it is quite vague. Or maybe I just didn't know where to look. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, you can just, you basically just scroll through it and you kind of just pick and choose what you want. Biggest advice is just apply to more than you think because hearing back is, you know, it's a lot. Like, it takes time. Yeah. Yeah. You were saying there was a class with everybody in media production in it. Is that a big class? How many people are in it? Yeah. So, essentially, with all of the required classes, um, with, like, from, like, first year to fourth, it's all of RTA media production of that year. So, for example, in first year, you know, in my mandatory media history class, it would be me and all of the first year RTA kids. Is that a lot of people, though? Like, how many people are in your program? Because uh, I know it's super competitive entry, right? Yeah, so that's a good question. I, I'm going to be honest. I'm, okay, I guess this is the way that I would do it. So, for example, in my first year class, do you know, there's this movie theater downtown because Ryerson's located in, like, Young and Dundas, downtown area. There's a movie theater um, in one of these, like, buildings. And Ryerson actually owns or rents out movie theaters to have classes in. Oh, Which cool. is kind of cool. Yeah. So, for example, like, one of my first-year classes, um, it could fill an entire movie theater. Oh, that's pretty big. So, that's, like, the way that I look at it. So, there must be so many applicants considering, because you've told me about, like, how competitive it is. Yeah, tell me about admissions, because I want to hear about that. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, it's, I, when I started in media production, I think the acceptance rate was 5%. I think now it's (laughs) 9. Oh, wow, so high. (laughs) I know, I don't know. I, it's been a while. I don't know the exact number. I know Ryerson doesn't really post it. I think that's just something that you can find, like, on Reddit or something. Um, But, yeah, so it's a really rigorous really intense process it's not that bad I'm making it out to be really bad it's just a lot of work I think my biggest advice is if you're considering it like you need to like it you need to like working with your hands you need to like the world of media you need to enjoy it because if you don't you're gonna hate it because that's what you're doing like you are in labs for five hours working with cameras you're working with everyone in your program like you get to know people so you have to really like it. You have to enjoy working with people because the media industry is not solo. You are not working by yourself. You are working in a team. You have to like it, and you have to be able to get along with people because if you don't, yeah, <laughs> you're not going to do great. Anyway, um, so application process. So for me, I don't know if it's changed since I started, but basically what I did was there was an interview portion, there was a sort of essay portion, and then there's a reference letter. So the essay portion was essentially just, I think it was like a two-page like document, pretty simple, um, and they give you a set list of questions, and you basically write out the answers to the questions. So like, you know, a very generic one, I guess, would be like, oh, why media production? What's something you do on your own time that makes you a good candidate for this position, etc. Mm-hmm. And then the reference letter is really, really important. Um, it just gives Ryerson an idea of what type of person you are, would you fit into the program, and I think any sort of job referral is really important. It's kind of the same thing here. You want someone that, like, 
knows who you are as a person, knows your personality, knows your work ethic. So, for example, the people that wrote me a reference letter, I think I had two. I had one high school teacher, and I think the other one was... I can't remember who the second person was, but you want someone that knows you. And then the final stage is the interview process, which a lot of people get really nervous about. I'm the opposite. I love interviews. (laughs) I find that people can get to know me way better in person than on paper. I'm the type of person where I can write something up, and it sounds really different compared to when you see me face-to-face or when I talk. My voice is, like, my tool. So that, for me, was, like, I think the reason why I got in. I think if there wasn't an interview, I don't think I would have gotten in. So, So, yeah, I feel like everyone has a different strength in that, but, like, you got to make it shine on that one. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. That's totally fair. It's not for everyone. Um, But, you know, like any interview for any job, you know, be confident in what you have to say. You know, don't be too nervous, which I know is hard not to, but it's just a conversation. It's just a professor. You know, they're probably doing, you know, 30 of these a day. I highly doubt they're thinking about, you know, is if that you stuttered once or made a mistake? Yeah. I think they're just there to get to know you. So. Is that who interviews you, like your future professors? So, yeah, I mean, I guess it depends. So the person who interviewed me was just a prof at RTA. Like, it can be, usually it's an RTA professor, uh, but sometimes it can just be, you know, it, it really depends. To be honest, the person who interviewed me is not teaching me a class, but that class has, like, 100 people in it, and I don't think he knows I exist. So oh, that's... No. That's fun. Do you know? It's it's usually just the prof of RTA. Do you know some of your professors? Like, now that you're in fourth year, you've got, you're supposed to have your small classes by now, right? Kind of, yeah. So I have, um, yeah, so since fourth year is kind of like your last year and like your main focus of um, what you're taking, it's, I've definitely seen familiar faces, a lot of the same people. Once you kind of move up, like in the year, the amount of like electives and classes that you have open to you are they kind of slowly slowly shrink so a lot of the people in my year in RTA are in all of my classes which is kind of nice professor wise it always changes I always get someone new yeah do you feel like I mean obviously you know the people in your program well now do you feel like they're good people like is this harsh admissions process working and like pumping out the best students (laughs) Yeah, I mean, to be honest, when I first started at Ryerson, I was extremely judgmental. I think because I didn't fully know where I fit and I didn't fully know what I liked. So I was very judgmental of the people who, you know, had been interning at Rogers already. And, you know, to me, I was like, oh, show off. But at the same time, it was like these people just really like what they're doing. And I think it took me a little while to understand that, to respect it. I think the people that I have worked with in my program are extremely skilled, you know, farther than I ever thought someone like could be. The The people in this program are really passionate about what they do. And, you know, the people that I judged kind of in the beginning, like beginning ended up being people who, you know, were just like me and enjoyed, but, you know, enjoyed media, enjoyed filming stuff, enjoyed that whole process. So, Why did you feel like applying to this program at Ryerson like was the thing for you like what had you been passionate about in high school and before that made you feel like this was it so okay I guess for me when I came out of high school I was never a very academic person I never really succeeded in the STEM the STEM area (laughs) of things and as much as I would love to be a woman in STEM and you know thriving in that it just wasn't (laughs) for me I 
was very confused coming out of high school. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I still don't. That's extremely normal. And, you know, what I basically thought to myself was, the decision you make now about where you want to go to school is not permanent. You don't have to. So many people change their minds. So many people decide to switch programs, switch schools, take a break, come back. Do, like, it. it's so different for everyone. Totally. So that kind of, I think, gave me a little bit of reassurance. But what I kind of was like, okay, what do you enjoy doing? Just for fun. Like, it doesn't have to be school-related, nothing. Okay, you know, in my own time, I loved in high school, like, going to the park in the summertime with my camera and, like, taking pictures for Facebook. And, like, <laughs> like I love doing that, you know? And, like, I liked, I had my own YouTube channel for a bit. All of those videos are private now. A little and, embarrassing. You know, like, I, just, I thought about, like, what I like to do. And I was like, okay, this is what I like, so why don't we try that? So I just went with what I thought was right at the time. And, you know, I stuck it out. And, you know, even if I don't love it as much now as I did when I was like 17, I still like it. Yeah. And I'm glad that I went with this because I don't think I would have done anything else. Did you apply to anything else? Yeah. So I, okay, so I applied to five schools. I got into all five and I got into Ryerson last. So I applied to... Queens, McMaster, um, Ryerson, Trent, and I can't remember what the last one was. It's okay. I applied to, I think, McMaster for just general media studies, which they are not known for, and I think I would have hated it. Yeah. I applied to Queens for, I think, just like a general Bachelor of Arts type thing. Hmm. That would have been different. I applied different. to Trent for... I have no idea what I applied to Trent for. They have, like, a media studies. Because I went to the campus, and I looked at it, and it was really nice. Yeah, it is. Um, (laughs) But Trent campus is, like, the opposite of Ryerson campus, though. Oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's really, really pretty. I don't think I would have liked living in Peterborough, but the campus itself is really pretty, like, right on the river, like, very nature-y and fun, but I'm definitely a city girl. If you're used to... I like both. I definitely could live in both, but... I like being able to just walk around the corner and get a burrito at two in the morning or, you know, go downtown and eat at a local restaurant. So. And when you had all these, all five acceptances, what was kind of the thing that pushed you to choose Ryerson? Was it the school or the program or like the city? Ryerson was my top choice just because the way that I looked at it with making a decision was what school had the best program for what I like? It wasn't about the school. It wasn't about the reputation. I didn't honestly give up about, you know, other schools' reputations. I didn't care. That wasn't my thing. I didn't need to go to, like... I know in the States, like, Ivy League schools are a really big deal. That never mattered to me whatsoever. I think I'm grateful enough to just have access to an education. So the way I saw it, it was just, what program is the best for what I want to do? Not what school. And Ryerson just happened to be the best school for media and media production just happened to be the best program for what I wanted to do. Do you think that was the right kind of mindset? 100%. I think going into it based off of a school that you want to go to, that's fine. And I will not judge that because every person is different. But for me personally, you know, if you're at a school that you love, but you're in a program that you hate, what's the point? You're just going to be miserable because the stuff that you're doing every day is stuff from a program that you just don't like. You're taking classes that you don't like. 
you may be at like a really prestigious and fun school and like they have great parties, but <laughs> you're not happy. So you have to find the balance. And I think for me, I'd rather be at a school where I like it. I like the people. I like the campus. I like the program. That for me is a win-win. So program's everything for sure. Speaking of the parties, though, I want to hear about Ryerson Social Life. Yeah, so I was definitely not someone who participated in, you know, a lot of the, like, frosh week stuff. I'm, like, probably the worst person to ask about this. No, but I feel like but, there's so many people who don't, I, so we need to hear their part, too. Like, Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess, okay, so for me, I remember distinctly in first year, I did want to go to frosh week because I was really scared. I also forgot to, I know RTA has their own frosh, and I just forgot to register for it, oh, no. so I was already kind of an outsider in that, but I had to go pick up my student card, and I remember it was during frosh week, there was like all these booths on campus and everything, I was like really shy, I had like my little backpack, and like I was just kind of like walking around, and I went to go pick up my student card, and I was about to head home on the subway, and I remember thinking, I was like, just stay just for a minute and just see what happens and I walked over there's a a little pond on campus called Lake Devo and it has a bunch of rocks and in the winter it's a skating rink which is really nice so that's a really nice asset but I was just standing there and this random girl I've never seen in my entire life just comes up to me and says hi and I was like oh my god oh my god like wow this is so crazy and then we spent the entire day together. We went to, because we were, like, right near the Eaton Center. We went to the Eaton Center. We hung out. And then literally that night, there was an event on campus, like, some sort of concert thing. We went there. She introduced me to a bunch of her friends who all applied to biomedical science. And that first year was really fun. And I had a solid group of friends who I really liked. And then I don't really talk to them anymore, but it was great. I think doing frosh and participating, that is definitely good. And if you're into that experience and you want that, time I think you can definitely find it at Ryerson I don't think it's as like party party and like super you know socially like super super social like for example some of like the bigger schools like Queens I want to say but it's definitely like I definitely have everything that Queens does um or any other school does but I think it's just a little bit different because it's like so central and so downtown yeah. A lot of my social life isn't necessarily specific to Ryerson, but if we're talking about Ryerson itself, there's definitely a couple places that, uh, you know, I hung out in first year. Um, I can't remember, like, there's, like, a few. There's, like, um, one of those restaurants, I think it's called, like, Warehouse, where it's, like, everything's $5. One of those opened up downtown. Um, it only was good when I was of age, because I couldn't get in if I was not 19, but... <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of the times, you know, we'd go to restaurants, bars. I mean, we're downtown, right? Like, there's so many things around. I think, like, a couple classic Ryerson hangouts. It's kind of, as an older student, it's kind of gross to think about, but there's this place called Tequila Jack's, which, like, people would go to. Um, I think that's, like, one of the main ones. And then, yeah, I mean, I think the rest of it was just kind of house parties and you just kind of hang out with like your group of friends and stuff do things like greek life exist at ryerson i when actually you have no that, idea. Do you mean like frats and stuff yeah okay um to be honest not that i know of i think a lot of the frats and frat houses is all stuff that is mainly at u of t i want to say i've been to one frat party and it was in my second year 
it was on like the classic frat house shoot in Toronto and I've never hated anything more in my life it was so <laughs> disgusting I remember like being so nervous and like I like, gave the guy at the front like my ID and because I was a girl because it's a really sexist system it's like we don't have to pay we just like go inside that automatically kind of made me feel disgusting but we went in it was dark it was grungy it smelled like pee <laughs> and like it was just not a fun time and it was just not great so I left okay so your recommendation is don't go to the frat party like it's not it's not as good as you think it is that was my experience though maybe I was looking in the wrong place but like it's not it's not a movie you know it's yeah you know, frat houses are just massive old houses that are kind of dingy that a bunch of sweaty boys live at <laughs> okay but, changing changing subjects a little bit um let's talk about percentage wise ish like people that are international versus toronto versus elsewhere in canada like um i mean ryerson's a commuter school that is for sure so i know a lot of people in my program that like live in some live in like ajax barry like oakville a lot of people commute so you know a lot of people are rta like especially media production um take the go train in and they take the go train out that's a huge huge resource for buyers and kids do you get like a pass for the go train or anything i think i don't think so to be honest i don't know i don't know the answer to that i think that's something that if i was a commuter student i would know but i just like i don't know my pastor card's like attached to my dad (laughs) like i don't think about that um i'm very privileged in that sense um i think there must be some sort of thing that commuter students can have or like a I know what, like, on smaller campuses, like, my boyfriend goes to McMaster, and they have, like, bus passes that mm-hmm. they get, so I don't, I don't know if Ryerson has anything like that, um, but yeah, so, Ryerson is mainly commuter kids, and then the kids that are international that come from, you know, all over the world, um, I don't know too many, to be honest, I don't know that many, maybe I just haven't looked in the right places, but there definitely are some international kids, I know someone who lives in D.C., um, they live in Toronto during the year, and then, like, around the holidays, they go home. Um, that's sort of it. I don't really know the international kids that much. I don't know if Braxton even... I don't know if in RTA we have any. Maybe none that I know of or haven't met yet. Yeah. If if Ryerson was going to attract international students, like, which program do you think they'd be coming for? Like, which ones are the most renowned? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, to be honest, I don't know. I would say... Our media stuff is, like, kind of what Ryerson's known for, but I yeah. think we do have some really good... I've heard, like, our early childhood care program's pretty good. Like, we're not, like, a school that's, like, Waterloo, where we're known for, like, our academics or anything. So, we're still a great school, but I just don't know off the top of my head what specifically kids would come for. Do you know <laughs> Do you know any stereotypes of Ryerson students? I don't know. I feel like, to be honest, I feel like Ryerson kind of has a reputation for being lame. I don't know. I feel like, especially, like, among, like, kids in my high school, in my generation, like, it's, you know, everything to, like, go to Queens and go to McGill and, like, go to these, like, really what Ontario classifies as, like, top-notch academic schools and, like, specifically Queens. I'm not bashing Queens at all. Great campus. (laughs) Love it. Whatever. But I feel like, you know, Queens has a reputation. You know, like, it has a reputation for partying. It has a reputation for, you know, all the popular kids in my high school to go to. You know, all the jocks and all the, like, 
quote-unquote pretty girls of my high school went to Queens. Totally, yep. Like, Queens Hoka was, like, the event of Ontario universities. So, um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't really know what Rice is known for. I don't think they really necessarily have a good or bad reputation. I think we're just kind of, like, we're just kind of there. So do you think there's not a lot of school spirit, like, as a result? I think there definitely is. I just haven't been a part of it. <laughs> I think, like, we have um, one of our gyms or, like, athletic centers on campus. It's so beautiful. It's called the the Rack? The Mac? I don't actually know what it's called, to be honest. See, I'm a terrible student. But <laughs> I've, like, gone there a few times to work out. It's, like, a beautiful, beautiful facility. Like, a beautiful basketball court. Like, a really nice gym. A really nice pool. Um, so, yeah, I think we have, we have some good athletics, I think. Then again, I've never been to a game, so I don't know. Do you guys get, like, free access to the athletic stuff as yeah. a student? Yeah, That's so nice access stuff. to all of it. As long as I have my student card, I can come and go as I please. Kind of on the topic of really nice gym, do you have a favorite spot on campus? Um, yeah, I think I was on campus the most, like, in the first couple years of school, I think, because my classes were more, like, closer together than they are now. Um, I really like, so we have the, we have a student center, it's called the SLC, it's, like, newly renovated, it's, like, got seven floors, I think, and each floor is, like, a different scene. One of them's, like, sky, water, whatever, um, and there's just one part of the SLC where it's, like, all open and glass, so all the sun shines in, and you can kind of sit on, like, little bean bags, or, like, you could sit in a corner and study, um, so in between classes, I'd go there with, like, a cup of coffee and a sandwich and just chill out. I would say there, or there's a couple of, like, little labs in ERCC that I really like that are kind of cozy. That's cute. <laughs> what would you say is, like, the best way to meet friends? Like, where have you met most of your friends? I think most of the friends that I made have been just been within my program because RTAs. I won't lie, a bit of a cult. Like, we all... Because we're all in the same classes, right? Like, all of the classes that are offered to us, you know, everyone's in it. So, I'd say there. But I guess for other programs, I couldn't speak off of them. But I think there are a lot of, um, like, clubs and different things on campus that you can definitely join, a lot of programs. So, I'd say there. Kind of like in high school, like, how you could join, like, chess club or whatever it is. Rarkson <laughs> definitely has... Uh, stuff like that. But I think for me, the main place is just in, within my classes. Okay, I do want to talk a little bit more about your program because I feel like media production is like actually a really well-known one. Do you have space for like a minor or to add like another major or anything? Uh, to be honest, I don't think so. Not, like I don't know of anyone in media production that's done that. Like huh. it's just strictly been media the whole time. Okay, side note. Um, the... RTA school has three undergraduate programs, right? Sport media, new media, and media production. What is the difference between new media and media production? New production's better. <laughs> um, Not totally biased at all. Uh, no, um, new media is more, it's more about like media patterns and um, like coding and programming rather than like producing actual content. Like media production is very hands-on Whereas new media is more theory-based and, like, coding-based, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. What kind of support, like, services and stuff are available for RTA students? There's a lot. So I guess 
technical wise, um, we have kind of a, I guess the place where we rent all of our equipment is called the EDC. It's located like in the RCC building, which is like sort of the main media building. Um, and you can rent like literally everything to your heart's desire. Like also if you don't have access to, um, you know, a computer with editing software, like more specifically a Mac, you could rent those at the EDC, which is great. Um, so technical wise is like technically wise, I guess, technical wise, technology wise, <laughs> yes. great. Um, we have access to like all of the equipment and SD cards to our house content. Um, so that's great. Um, I guess more like academic support wise, pretty good. I mean, all of the profs like in my program are people who have worked in the field. They've all done it. They've been there. Some of them are graduates of RTA. Um, like they get it. That's one great thing about my program is I'm surrounded by people who know the industry, who care about what they're doing and, uh, like they just get it. So I have access to any one of those profs, previous profs can email them, do whatever. Also, when you're in the RCC, a lot of time you just bump into people anyways. Like you just kind of see teachers around, even if you don't want to, you do. Um, so you can ask them anytime. There also is a academic sort of support system within RTA. Um, this young woman, I don't know just specifically to RTA. Her name was Aniga Taylor. She was wonderful. I had a couple of stressful times and she was always around to chat. I'm not sure if she's very specific to RTA, but her office was in the RCC. So Ryerson definitely has people like that that you can sort of just call whenever you need to. Um, so that's really good. And... That's as far as I know. I mean, a lot of it is just, I don't know of any, like, specific centers or anything, but I just was, I just kind of ask my yeah. professors or send an email to whomever, like, if I need something. With the professors, have you found that their attitude is, like, very much that they want to help you succeed, or are they more, like, trying to whip you into shape? <laughs> um, no, they're really great. They're really, really great. That's one thing I can kudos RTA for. Every professor in RTA was someone who's been there, done that, and has a specific passion. You know, I've had, I took an editing class, um, learning how to edit on Premiere, which is something that I'm, like, very, very vaguely, like, familiar with. As any video editor knows, Premiere is a beast of a program. There's so much you can do on it, and it takes so much time to learn, but once you learn it, it's fantastic. There's, like, so many things you can do. Um, I'm someone who's not great when it comes to learning um, software, I'm just not, I'm not great at it at all. Oh, yeah. So it was really nice to have a professor who was really willing to take that time. You know, obviously it was over Zoom, which made it harder, but, you know, anytime I didn't understand something, I said, hey, could you go back? Of course, do it even slower, would give you specific steps. It was great. Um, I remember taking a digital media course in like second year. And I was really bad at it, like really bad. It was learning how to use Adobe Illustrator. And I remember just being so confused. I didn't understand the layer system. It was a whole thing. But my prof like specifically printed out pictures and steps of exactly what to do for me, which was great. And I had like, I like kept those in my backpack. And anytime we would do another workshop, you know, I'd like look back and be like, oh, what does this tool do? And I'd have access to it. So I'm more than willing to help. You just have to ask. Yeah, that's so nice. Um, 
All those softwares, like the, I think you said Illustrator and like Premiere, are those included as a student or do you have to buy those? Because I think they're expensive. They're really expensive. I, to be honest, I don't know the answer to this question. I think now that's available to students with your Rackson email. I think you can get it. I don't know for sure because when I first started, I don't think I knew about it. And also my parents bought it for my brother, like for when he was doing stuff like this. So I think I just kind of just had a membership because of my family mm-hmm. but I think if I'm not mistaken that Ryerson kids do have access to it but I think it kind of changes every year depending on the budget and stuff which is really frustrating but either way you have access to the Adobe Suite at Ryerson. Would you say that you need to have your own like specific type of laptop or like cameras and yes. stuff like because even though you yes. said you can rent all these things but or, like, borrow, yes. I guess? Yes. yes. <laughs> like, okay, yes. what are the requirements? Yes. What do you think you need? I, okay, well, first of all, having your own laptop is so important in this program. I don't, I couldn't survive without it. Like, I mean, for one, the addition of just, like, renting it is just so much extra work. And, like, you have to return it, you know, within 24 hours or something. And then you have a paper due. Okay, well, you can't do that. I, I, I guess just saying, like, having your own computer is probably the most important and the most crucial because everything you do in media is digital. Virtually everything. Except for maybe a, the occasional reading and syllabus that your prof prints for you. Everything is done online. Our entire online school site, D2L, where all of our assignments are, is digital. And being able to access that whenever you need to is really important. As for, like, equipment, I don't, like... I think there's also this reputation that you need big, fancy equipment. You don't. You don't really need it. I mean, having a good quality laptop is, like, kind of the main thing. Headphones is kind of only important if audio is something that you're really passionate about. I mean, you know, a lot of kids in RTA have the fancy sort of audio technica headphones, which is, like, the standard, I guess, not company standard, program standard, I guess, for <laughs> headphones. Um, whereas I just have, like my mom's like over a year like Sony headphones like it wasn't anything too fancy and they did just fine for when I needed them to but you know if you're an audio nerd and love that stuff then you'd probably have good headphones it all depends I think the only essential is a laptop but like I said depending on what your passion is you'll want to get different equipment for different reasons yeah you were talking I think I don't know if you said tutorial or workshop or something but I was curious about kind of the breakdown of like lecture versus hands-on stuff yeah so um a lot of the time is mainly like in the earlier years of rta you have a lecture in a lab and they go hand in hand so for example i'd have i'd have like a lecture and then along with the lecture you know the next day or a couple days after i'd have a lab and the lecture would just be like learning all the material and then the lab would be executing all of it um, but that, that's not always the case. Like, some classes are just strictly a lab where, um, I guess, for example, I took a multi-camera class, which is essentially just all multi-camera productions are, like, news, sports, um, some TV shows, like, sitcoms, uh, stuff like that. So anything that's basically live TV or, like, a sitcom or a, um, a show that's filmed, like, on a set is a multi-camera production. So okay. a lot of that stuff is done on campus in one class. So, for example, my multi-camera class was five hours long, and it would run from, like, 12 until 
I can't do math five, six, whatever it was. <laughs> um, but it was great. Like that was my favorite class. Like I got to just go in at noon, have lunch and just party for like the rest of the afternoon. Like it was my favorite class. Like we were in the studio, we were in groups, we were making our own productions. We were doing hands-on work. Um, but yeah, that, that's like one of the labs that we had. So it all depends. And then there's like a digital media lab that you can take, which is just three hours of learning Illustrator, which is a bit of a, a bit of a hard one, but a lot of fun. So it all depends. What would you say to the people who I'm sure like think that you should just learn all this stuff on your own, like not through a school? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, totally. Like you don't have to learn it through a school. I think all of this stuff is easily accessible online. I think the only thing about learning it in school is you get a better idea for the industry. Online, you can learn any skill you want. You could learn how to do Illustrator in like a two-hour-long tutorial. I mean, you wouldn't be very good at it, but you'd understand the basics (laughs) of it. But whereas when you have like a person who's been there and done that, who understands the industry, who understands people, it's really beneficial. I mean, but it's, it's totally what you're into, you know? But I think also... I mean, that question comes along with, like, I think education is extremely important, and education to me is very important. I think everyone should has, have access to an education, but, you know, I'd much rather go to school and learn it than just sit and watch, like, a three-hour-long YouTube video. But it depends. That's, that's, some people love to do that, so. You were talking about doing, like, group work a lot and, like, working <laughs> with other people. Um, would you say most of your assignments is, like, being creative and creating something in a group I don't have a very good grasp of like what you'd actually do like what are you making yeah so it depends on the class but a lot of the times when we're in labs like you know my multi-camera class my single camera class you're in groups like you're working in a team a lot of media stuff is in a team everyone has a specific role and you follow that role so for example like in my multi-cam class we were in like groups of six and we would each get to write our own script it could be a sitcom it could be a it could be like a newscast like it could be anything you wanted really and then you know one person would be the director one person would be the producer one person would be the writer so what I mean by you're working with people is you can't make a production just by yourself it's impossible it's virtually impossible like you can't do stuff like this by yourself it's very team-based and it's not because of Ryerson it's not because of Ryerson's classes it's because making a TV program or a movie takes people and it takes time. So they're teaching us that by making us work together. You have to learn from the very beginning that, you know, I want to be a professional podcaster. Well, you need a team. (laughs) Like, you want to be, like, you know, working news? Well, you're going to need a script assistant. You're going to need a director. You're going to need camera one, camera two, camera three. You're going to need... Like, that's how it works, right? So I think... I mean, it obviously depends on, like, what specifically you're doing, but a lot of the work in media production is all team-based. Because the title in itself is Media Production. You are producing (laughs) media content, and in order to do that, you need a team. So, yeah, all of the assignments are very production-based. So TV, audio, news, sports, all of that is in a team. It depends on your class, though. Like, if you're taking an elective that's, like, an English class, you're obviously just going to be doing it by yourself, but... In media production specifically, you're always in a group. Yeah. From what I can remember. Yeah. Um, with all those assignments, though, have you found the workload is, like, a lot or kind of light? Like, was it more than what you expected, I guess? Um, it's, I think the best way to put it is it's just very time-consuming. 
like it takes a lot more planning than you think it does. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say the work is hard. There's definitely elements of it that are hard, but there's also stuff about it that's, I mean, that's, that's every school assignment though, you know, sometimes it's just hard, but I think the main thing is it's just a lot of work. It takes a lot of planning. It takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of time. So that's, I guess, the main thing that I'll say is it's just a lot of planning. Do you have regrets? Would you do anything differently? Um, I know it sounds cheesy, but I don't think I really do. I mean, everything happens for a reason. Like, I had the hardest moments of my school career in university. I had, like, the times where I literally did not want to continue, and I did not care, and I did not want to be there, but I still did it. Like, it's all it's all part of it. It comes full circle. I think universities like that. No matter what school you go to, no matter what program you're in, going to have days where you don't want to do stuff, you're going to work with people that you don't like, but that's all part of it. So I think Ryerson specifically, I mean, I'm lucky, I guess, in the sense that most of the stuff that I've done, I've really liked. There's stuff that I maybe didn't like, but I don't necessarily regret it because it just taught me that there's going to be people like that in the world <laughs> and you're not always going to get to pick who you work with. Um <laughs> So do you have any advice for people who are considering Ryerson or specifically considering media production? I don't really know if I have anything to say with Ryerson as a whole. I think I have more advice regarding media production only because I remember the application process. I think my best advice is don't sweat it, but be willing to put in the work because it's going to be work. It's going to take time. It's going to be kind of frustrating really enjoy what you're doing because like I said that's what this program is it's hands-on that's you're creating stuff that's what you're doing so if you don't like it then don't put in the work to do it because you're not going to get it but if you really like what you're doing and you put in the work and you try really hard you got to get shot you can't go halfway so, in yeah exactly um be open-minded I know it sounds generic, but I went into the program really closed-minded. I went to the program thinking I knew everything. I went in very judgmental of other people, and it definitely took away from my experience. So be open-minded. Be willing to learn. My God, be willing to learn, because there's so much you don't know. There's still so much I don't know. Um, and you're, you're there to learn. So be open-minded. Don't be judgmental. And just work really hard because it's going to take time, but it's going to pay off. Yeah, so I'd totally be happy to answer any questions if anyone has any. Um, I can give you my email. It's just annie.slotnik at ryerson.ca. Um, I don't know if Rachel wants to put that in. I'll put it in the description. Put it in the description. There you go. Yeah, link link down below. <laughs> pretty good with emails. I'll reply. Don't be scared. Yeah. Yay. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It was nice to chat, even if it was about school. Thanks again to Annie for coming on the podcast. Like she said, you guys can feel free to get in touch with her by email if you have more questions about the life of a media production student or a Ryerson student. Um, you can also get in touch with me by contacting contact.qpodcast at gmail.com. That's C-O-N-T-A-C-T dot C-U-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. So you can feel free to reach out if you have comments, questions, requests, or if you would like to come on the show. 
so you can subscribe to the podcast if you want to hear upcoming episodes where I'll bring on more current students in other programs at different schools. Thanks for listening.